What is going on? And welcome in to episode 633 of the That Being Said podcast with the George War Brothers. I'm the little brother, Sammy. And I'm George, and we're co- we came at you re- live and direct from the Sod Hub. Today was our first day coming back live. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time or around that time on Twitter. So you got to find us there. Give us a follow. It's really exciting. You can find us at the Sports on Tap or at Pod That. Um, that's the podcast platform at sport, at the Sports on Tap on all platforms is where you can find us. And you can find us at thesportsontap.com. It was episode 634. We talked NBA playoffs. We briefly talked some uh, what's what's trending today, which is Messi once out of Barcelona. We had a little funny Kevin Hart and Usain Bolt story. You got to listen to that. Uh, if you want to see it, if you're listening on the podcast, you can always find our YouTube. At, you can look up uh, youtube.com, the sports on tap, and our video is all up after the podcast, so you can always check that out as well. Uh, like George said, remember to find us live four days a week. You can always check out George's podcast as well, the Just Talk Pod, my podcast, Stuff That Matters. Um, and give this podcast a five-star review, help spread it, and uh, we really appreciate that love. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow talking more sports. Send us any suggestions. Come in live and comment. Uh, help us, you know, help us get these podcasts flowing, and we appreciate it. Awesome, man. We are really looking forward to some more basketball as well. And if you do like this show, you got to subscribe to me and Sammy's other shows, the Just Talk Pod with George Gershaw and Stuff That Matters with Sammy Gershaw. Have you not been listening to me in this intro, George? Uh, a little bit. I was looking up some news. See, this is, you know, this is what happens when you do a podcast with your brother, guys. He just ignores you half the time. I'm like, oh, in the meantime, you as well can look up our podcast, Stuff That Matters. Just I was just podcast. reiterating what you wanted George to read. Looks up, George looks up during the intro. Um, uh, so, also, our podcast... As you'll see during the if you listen to this podcast and you know we're brothers, I'm really into this messy news because I'm a big soccer guy and I, I was just looking up to see where he was going to go if there's any rumors or anything like that. So I do apologize to my brother Sammy it's here. My, it's my favorite thing when you can just tell someone's not listening, looks up and repeats exactly what you just said. Because you weren't but... talking to me, you were talking to the audience. Well, talking to the microphone. So you, <laughs> usually people hear what you say into the microphone. You're right. You're right. That's uh, my bad. Review. Much love. It's the Sports on Tap, and this is Sports Radio. Redefine. Uh, there'll be a little ad before the pod, pod starts, but enjoy your time. Welcome into the That Being Said podcast with the George brothers. I'm the little brother, Sammy. And I'm big bro, George. What's up, bro? How you doing, man? Living good. Um, just here with our new podcast schedule. And for those that want to know more, we're going to be doing Tuesdays through Fridays 
around 11 a.m. this time, Pacific yep. time. So I think that's 2 o'clock Eastern, uh, Monday through Friday, around these times. Sometimes you might see us live 10 minutes early, 10 minutes late like today. Um, just talking daily sports, daily pop culture sometimes. Um, once in a while, we might be doing the Just Talk pod of George Azur. That's uh, George's podcast, and the stuff that matters is mine. Um, but right now, we do have a lot of sports to talk about because it is in the middle of uh, – just a lot of things going on. Football's back. There's soccer news. The NBA's in the playoffs. Baseball's going on. And hockey's going on. We went from absolutely nothing to a plethora of topics. Yeah, I mean, an absolute crazy amount of topics all at one time. And then, I guess today, we, you know, we're starting off with what's trending. And let's start off with the big news. Lyle no, wait, Met- before we get to the big news, give me a second, yeah. G. If you guys have any questions or comments... Throw them in the Periscope. Throw them on Twitter. We can see them. We'll put them on the screen. We can talk to you. Um, and we want to do these what trending, what's trending topics. So that's why we're starting with this today before we get into NBA playoffs and kind of the daily sports stuff. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, today the biggest topic in all of sports in the whole entire world probably, and it might be the biggest topic in the whole entire world, is Messi has asked out of Barcelona that he's asked for the, to exercise his opt-out clause in his contract to leave this summer and – there's a lot to handle here. I mean, this is one of the biggest stars in all sports, maybe the biggest star in all sports if you want to go between the United States and internationally, maybe the biggest known athlete in all sports, him or Cristiano Ronaldo, and he wants out of Barcelona. This is like LeBron leaving Cleveland. This is like LeBron uh, leaving Miami. This would be. This is like if Kobe Bryant left the Lakers. That's probably the best way to look at it. The other ones are probably not as good of examples because, I mean, this is what, how many years has it been? Who, for Messi? He started in Barcelona, I mean, after leaving his boyhood club in Argentina. 13 or something? Yeah, something like that. So, so and Barcelona is such a big brand. It's like it's like it's like the Lakers. It's the Lakers yeah. of of Europe, and the biggest player, the biggest name. It is. It's like Kobe Bryant leaving the Lakers, and which he almost did. Remember, he asked for the um, to the trade to the Chicago Bulls, I believe, and then it fell through. So maybe it falls through for Messi, but he seems like he's pissed at the organization, and he wants out. Man City wants him. Inter Milan wants him. Liverpool wants. I mean, everyone is going to be lining up Chelsea. to try to get Messi. Chelsea wants him. So we'll see. Messi in London. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just very interesting. And that's as me, somebody who's not the biggest soccer fan in the world. I mean, I guess you can probably, t- you know, out of everybody, I mean, that I've been tuning in more often, mm-hmm. but just not a huge soccer fan. But there's not a single person in the world that doesn't know who Messi or Ronaldo or, you know, Neymar and yep. a lot of the big names. And it's interesting, no matter what you like or don't love about a sport everybody would know that like some something like this Messi leaving Barcelona or a Kobe Bryant if when he left the if he wanted to leave the Lakers or Tom Brady leaving the Patriots it's another great example that was a great uh, example that, that, that example like should have hit us straight in the head since yeah, it just it's happened. like 15 20 years and it's like, yeah oh and now he's leaving although the interesting thing with Messi is like we talked about is he started really young in Barcelona so that, I mean he's only 31, 32, 33, somewhere in that range. What I think he's that? 34 years old, but I, I, I could be wrong. I'm, I just looked I, it up. All right, yeah, because I'm not great with that. And then, I mean, 
33. Okay, so I mean, with soccer, I mean, he started at Barcelona when he was 13, but that means, you know, that's into the Barcelona Academy. He wasn't playing on the big big club yet. That was like the JV for those who don't know what the Academy is. He played JV basically until he made the big club. Yeah, but he's been there for 20 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my point of that was the fact that it's like he's not Tom Brady at 43 years old. He's still mm-hmm. in his early 30s. Which- I know is means you know he obviously still has soccer life left in him yeah so, i mean he just won the balloon d'or last year which means he's the best won the best soccer player of a year award last year yeah or you, you you can reference it for americans just say mvp he won the mvp of soccer there you go that's the easier way as americans he was the mvp uh yeah i i All think right. it's crazy but um we'll find out i think the bigger news for somebody like this is like, where's the person end up, right? Right, right. And I, I think it's going to be Manchester City. And it kind of sucks because the Premier League, my my favorite team for those, uh, this will be the last moment of soccer, is Tottenham. And they're in the Premier League. And adding Messi to, the, to any team in the Premier League will downgrade the chances of Tottenham winning the Premier League. It, it, why? Because you add the best player in the world anywhere, it's going to make it harder for you to win. That's fair. If you have to play against them. Fair enough. That's basically sense, it. Yeah. Unless the rest of the team around him gets worse. Yeah, yeah, true. Hey, here's a question for you. So would you say like, all right, so we've seen Kobe to leaving LA. Would that be the biggest example? Like what would you say would be the biggest storyline of someone getting traded in sports like in history? Traded? Traded or traded. leaving teams? Well, we just kind of gave the example of, Tom Brady, probably. You think Brady? Yeah, I think so I mean, too. It's not. I don't even think it's a discussion because he's the greatest person at his sport of all time. Yeah, he has the most championships out of anyone in his sport of all time. That, that I mean, there's literally no other example than if it was like Michael Jordan or Tom Brady or like somebody like Messi. Like, what other examples could there be? Right, like think about in in the sense. No, I'm talking about historically. Like, if I could think of like, it would be like for me. I I, the first one that came to mind would be Derek Jeter if he left the Yankees. I know, but you're talking about ifs. You asked what is the biggest. Yeah, yeah, I said what's the biggest if, and Brady did Uh, it. Oh, the biggest if. Yeah, you could say that for everything. It could have been Jordan. It could have been. Ifs hard because you could name anybody that didn't leave. True. Kobe Jeter. Everybody, Jordan in his prime. I mean, he left after, but that. So I feel like the ifs are hard because I don't know who's the best player of all time that didn't leave. I guess that would be the biggest. I probably if. Jeter because Griff- Jordan technically left. He played Kobe's for the bigger than Jeter. <sighs> yeah, probably, probably, yeah, probably Kobe leaving the Lakers would be bigger than Jeter leaving the Yankees. Probably. Um, let's get to this next little topic here. Because it's just funny. Um, and actually, Kevin Hart spoke about it, George. Oh, he did? I didn't I didn't realize Kevin Hart. Let's see this. So, for those that don't know, um, Usain Bolt, you probably read the story more. He got coronavirus right at a party. Yeah, his his 34th birth, birthday party, he threw a maskless party. Like, obviously, no one's going to a birthday party and just wearing masks the whole time. I don't think, at least. And somehow NBC News decided we're going to take whatever picture of an African-American man we find on the Internet. And not not only just is Usain Bolt like a 6'3", 
fastest man alive. They he's not even African American. He's he's just J- African Jamaican. Yeah, and <laughs> they pick a picture of Kevin Hart as in Usain Bolt, the fastest man alive, test positive for coronavirus. Um, and you have you have a picture of. I know I stopped sharing. You have on uh, on Instagram. Yep. Kevin Hart posted this saying, you know, this is a world record sprinter, eight-time Olympic gold medalist, you may have tested positive. He said, no comment. I must have really gone fast and tall overnight. I want to take <laughs> advantage of this moment in the race. Anybody in the world, we can bet whatever. Shit just got real. I'm no longer doing comedy due to my Olympic training schedule. I'm back, bitches. But then he said, this is disrespectful on so many levels. All you can do is laugh, though. Yeah. Because it is disrespectful in some sense. Like, you know, I, I don't get worked up about this type of stuff, but in the sense that you'd think at NBC News they could do a little more, you know, a, a Google search on Usain Bolt. Yeah, I mean, Usain Google search Usain Bolt. Picture of a black man. <laughs> oh, Kevin Hart, that works. Um, yeah. And if you're working in a media company, you don't know how to figure out the difference between a picture of Usain Bolt and Kevin Hart. That's that's a slight issue. Now, I do want to say sometimes you, we've done happened before on our website, and I don't think this is what happened. So don't like take it like I'm saying this is what happened. But we, sometimes you post a link because that was on Facebook. It's a screenshot of their Facebook. When you post a picture, it populates the wrong picture. Remember, sometimes it gives you those three. Yep. So maybe they pulled up a wrong picture on accident. I don't think that happened, though. I'm just saying it could have happened. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think that's what happened. To be honest, I think they honestly made a mistake. Yeah, I think they made a mistake too. But it's a hard mistake to make, man. I mean, you just use Google search. I mean, it's like, oh, okay, let me Google search. What did they black man? No, they Googled Usain Bolt. They must have Googled Usain Bolt and had obviously like some wrong photo appear. But still, I mean. You could, if there was 80 pictures of Usain Bolt and one of Kevin Hart, I don't know how they got to that picture. <laughs> That's know. a good point. Uh, let's talk some hoops. Yeah, man. Um, Lakers won yesterday. Obviously, that was not much of a game. If you After game one of that series, if you told me that the games two, three, and four were going to be pretty boring and not very fun to watch, I would have I would have been surprised. I thought... I, I had said the whole time I thought the Lakers were going to win this series. I wasn't worried about the Lakers losing this series, but I actually thought Portland went, might put up a little bit better of a fight during these three games. And I don't know, is, is Dame out next game? I know he hurt his knee. I don't know if that means he's out for the rest of the series or what, what that actually means. But, I mean, good for the Lakers, man. They're taking care of business. That's what one seed should do. And and with the Clippers struggling on the other uh, in their other series, you could – I mean, people are starting to get back on that train that the Lakers, I mean, you've never got off it, but people are starting to get back on that train saying, hey, the Lakers can win the West. Yeah, I mean, I was saying after that first loss, as much as I was really uh, offended by that one loss, I was upset. I was thinking Lakers in five. And I mean, I think we're just so quick to shut down a team like the Lakers for losing one game, right? And we can't forget a team like, the Milwaukee Bucks lost to the Orlando Magic, right? And we've seen that easy transition back. Now, the, Magic's act- the Magic have been holding a fight in this series every game. They got blown out in the fourth quarter of that last game, but the Magic, you know, stuck with the Bucks And the Trailblazers, for the most part, have been sticking with the Lakers a lot of the games. But, you know, you've had some of the early blowouts that have hurt. And I think it was pure exhaustion, first of all, from the Blazers, right? This team had to fight themselves to this point with – 
multiple back-to-back days of winning a play-in game and then having to win another, you know, to win the Brooklyn game and then play the Memphis game. And there was just so much going on, right? So I thought it was, you know, really an interesting situation for the Blazers going into this. It, yeah, you've played all these high-pressure moment games. You're probably not going to beat the Lakers in a series. And on top of that, I think one thing that I've grown to know and understand and I think it's becoming very evident here, um, except for one series, which is the Clippers series, is that when you have two really good stars, you have the advantage in the NBA playoffs. I mean, like, that's still where there's no team other than the Lakers that I trust more. I, I mean, Pandemic P is not cutting it out right now, obviously. That's why I said that's the one exception, because Luka seemingly can do it by himself without Porzingis, it's looking like right now. Porzingis is um, also out tonight. Yeah, which is a bummer. But I I'm but I think the Lakers have two stars. And we're not talking about two good players. We're not talking about Paul George uh is the number two to Kawhi. We're talking about Anthony Davis is the number two to LeBron, right? We're talking about two top notch players. You're talking NBA about two, two of the top seven players in the NBA. At yeah. worst Anthony Davis is seventh. And that's work. why I think, to be honest with you, that's why I trust the Lakers more than any team right now. I mean, uh, you can see the Rockets not having Russell Westbrook does affect them, whether we like the way they play or not. Like, it's hard to win when you just have one guy. And right now, the Clippers have one guy. Right now, the Mavs look like they have one guy with... Because both those teams, whatever it is with Paul George and Porzingis, they're obviously both hurt in different ways, right? Porzingis has the knee... Paul George has seen icing his shoulder every game. He's probably have his shoulders always hurt. Um, you see these teams that are missing stars or their stars aren't playing well, they can't win. And so for me, it's the Lakers are the best team in the league. I think they're going to win this championship because of the two stars. And another team that I, I think is a good example, and they don't have stars, but it's, it's kind of like the Toronto Raptors, right? They have like three, four reliable really high-end, reliable guys. And some reason, that just really works. And I think it's kind of what you used to always go back and say about the Warriors. When you have this many guys in the top 10 or top 5, you're going to win. When you have Curry and Durant, you're going to win. Yeah, and that's kind of... It's kind of this thing I've been saying for a really long time in basketball is how many different elements do you have to to the game that you're playing? With the Lakers, they have... well. The Lakers should have three elements to their game, and yesterday they did, but usually they've been having two. And those elements before the Lakers are they got the LeBron show, they got the Anthony Davis show, they do it in different ways, and then you're supposed to have that three-point shooting to supplement that, which they haven't had most of the playoffs because Danny Green – I don't know if Danny Green, it took a bubble to stop Danny Green shooting in the playoffs. Maybe that's what it was. He just likes fans or something. Maybe maybe no one's surprised. Maybe he's a bad practice shooter or something. I don't know, but the guy can't hit a three – but if the Lakers can add that third element back and start hitting threes again, then all of a sudden this team's a viable team to win the championship. But even with – well, they already are a viable team. But if you have two of those elements, which most teams – a lot of teams don't have two elements, right, Sammy? Like you said, the Clippers should have multiple elements, but Paul George is playing <laughs> – I mean, Paul. I, I have a feeling Paul Pandemic George played well tonight. But Pandemic P is not playing well. You have a team like the Utah Jazz, as great as they are, their element is give Donovan Mitchell the ball and let him cook, and there's not much to it after that. The Denver Nuggets, unfortunately, have two 
the Denver Nuggets are the one team that has multiple elements, but they just haven't put it together yet. Let's not sleep on the Jazz, though. No, no, no. Let's not sleep on them. They're playing some really good basketball. But the thing with me is, like, I think Donovan Mitchell's averaging 40 points per game so far this series, or like 39.8. And I'm just saying they have one element. I don't think you can win a championship with one element. See, I don't see them as a team that has one element, though. And that's why I said don't sleep on the Jazz. Although, I don't think they'll win the championship. But Mm -hmm. do I think that they could beat the Mavs or Clippers in the series? Yeah, yeah, yeah possibly, absolutely. and that if them that would put you in the top four in the NBA. So that means you pretty much had a chance. I mean, when you look at that team, like the other game against Denver, right? Mm-hmm. I know that you have twenty four point fifty one points from from uh, Donovan Mitchell. You had Mike Conley though, who the previous game went like nine for nine. Last game also had twenty six points, and you have Rudy Gobert eighteen and eleven, and you have Jordan Clarkson off the bench, who's been putting up points. He put up twenty four. I just think they do have these pieces. Now, you need them to do a little more where, okay, like Donovan Mitchell can't be having 50 a game. I know what you mean. But it's still, and you got Murray and Jokic putting up 50 and and 29 respectively. And so both those teams, you're right, have those elements. I just don't think they're the same elements as like the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah, but maybe the Utah Jazz should win the championship, right? I mean, wouldn't that just be fitting that they kind of got the season? Yeah, but by the way, the league, everyone wants to Rudy Gobert shut down the league. The league was going to shut down at some point anyway. (laughs) He he wasn't going to be the only one to get coronavirus. Yeah, so I mean, but but, I mean, he was just being a dick about it. So that's kind of why everyone thinks it's funny. And and you got to remember now we've had all this like, controversy that seems like now is pretty fake that like donovan mitchell and rudy Gobert can't handle each other they can't right. talk to each other and it's like they seem perfectly fine well to be fair a lot of people can't get along with a lot of french people nice yeah i'm just I was saying. going elsewhere i thought you were no. saying teammates or <laughs> no no i, I no. think i just think they, they obviously are fine and yeah I it that was seems the like dumbest, that was the dumbest story of the year that like Donovan Mitchell's extremely upset with Rudy He Gobert. probably was. Like, he was probably extremely upset for a little bit, and then he got over it. I, everyone gets upset at people. No, but they were saying like that they don't know if they can coexist on the court anymore. That was, quote-unquote, the, the uh, supposed news report. Yeah. Like, okay, the guy got mad that somebody got coronavirus, and he got it too. But, like, it wasn't ending their, their uh, work relationship. For no, no, like, no. I'm sure that that's happened to a lot of people in America this year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this it's been a weird ass year in America, so in general with that. But yeah, man, I, don't I know mean how we got to there from the Lakers. Anyways, the Lakers series, you think it's gonna end next game? Yeah, I think it's over in five. Me too. I just think that this is the Lakers championship team we've been waiting for. LeBron looks like a championship LeBron right now. And AD is exactly what you need in a number two. Actually, probably more than what you need in a number two. Yeah. Um, I would like to see Danny Green wake up. He'll be fine. Actually, uh, Caldwell Pope has been shooting really well. I know. Um, That contract doesn't look so – I mean, it's still bad, but it doesn't look as bad when he's making those threes. Yeah, I mean, if you win a championship at the end of the day, I can never argue. With any – that's one thing with me. I'm the same way. If you win a championship, I'm not going to be like, man, you guys won the championship, but you were paying Caldwell Pope $25 Yeah, like whatever, it, whatever you did worked out, even if you missed some people or whatever it is. Exactly. Uh, but I think another underrated piece for the Lakers that we're not 
giving enough credit is Kyle Kuzma. I know people wanted to see him score more and be an offensive threat, but I think I saw yesterday on like net defensive rating, he was number two in the entire playoffs. Oh, so, wow, like, that's really good. Is, yeah, what was it? Uh, it was something like that. He is just playing these, you know, he's playing really well. Like, and so I think we can't, you know, we can't ignore the fact that he's been a great, great role player for the team. Now, I know a lot of people wanted him to be more of a star this year, but at the end of the day, if you're going to get a great role player and you're getting great minutes from people like Dwight Howard and Alex Caruso doesn't score, but you're getting good minutes out of him, and you know Danny Green, even if he can't shoot right now, he's a good defender. They have a lot of pieces that are just good enough to help them make sure they can compete. Now you're going to need one of those guys to step up a little more once we get to the Western Conference Finals. Like yeah, if you're no. playing Kawhi and Paul George, because Paul George isn't going to just play bad all, all season. If it's not Paul George, it's going to be another team that's really talented and well, um, and you're not going to be able to not have guys contribute. Yeah, well, and speaking of Paul George, I let's move on to that series that's playing tonight. I do want to say one most exciting so far. Right? It's so so far. I mean, we should talk about we'll talk about Houston and uh, OKC for a moment here. We'll too, get to before. each series because otherwise yeah. we're going to take like a minute. Like the Raptors will take about thirty yeah. seconds. Yeah, but Paul George, man, uh, not only is he playing like you know like a pandemic P as everyone's making fun of him on uh, Twitter and Instagram. But the guy's also being a very soft person. I mean, the guy's being soft right now. He actually, did you know, Sammy, he has disabled all his comments on Instagram from those who he doesn't follow from those he doesn't follow. Okay. Well, that, I mean, that leaves his family and friends. I'm sure he doesn't follow Sammy Jarjour who's commenting. Hey, pandemic P how you doing? Pandemic P. No, I know you. Do you think? Hey, do you think he uh, follows Dame's sister? No, (laughs) no. So yeah, he like, come on, man. Like, you got to be a little more mentally tough than that. Like, if he does the Kevin Durant route, which a lot of people don't like too, and where you respond and be mean to, like, okay, cool. But he's like disabled. Like, he's making people like, I don't know. I I think the guy, it's in his head now. He. The only thing to fix Paul George is one good game. Like, if he has a good game tonight and scores 35 points and shoots well, I think the floodgates open and he can play good in the playoffs. But right now, it's all in his head, man. It's all mental. I actually disagree that he needs one good game and it'll be fixed because I think we've seen this out of him before. I mean, mm-hmm. we've seen these playoff runs, whether – I. a lot of people, including yourself, blame that he's teammates with Russell Westbrook. Yeah, I did. That maybe Paul George is just like this. I mean, he's had some. I know that in a weak Eastern Conference that they, you know, went far early in his career, but he also had some playoff duds some of those games. Yeah, and really, Danny Danny Granger in that first playoff run was better than Paul George. And and Roy Hibbert was and Roy Hibbert elite big, and they were just a good basketball team. Um, And. Two years ago, it was all, or last year or whatever, there was all oh, Paul George. Look, no one can play with Russell Westbrook. And then I start to think like maybe Paul, I still think it's hard to play with Russell Westbrook, but maybe Paul George just is not a top notch performer. Um, I feel like he got crowned so early as this, like the next coming, the superstar of the NBA and kind of was given this superstar label, but has never really backed it up that much, right? Like he's had mm-hmm. great performances, but you know, like, I feel like he's been considered better than, like, a guy like Damian Lillard for so many years, right? When mm-hmm. in reality, 
Damian Lillard is probably a much better basketball player. Yeah, you know, Paul George is great, great on the defensive end. And I, like I always say, I feel like we forget a lot of times about the defensive end of basketball because as good as you are defensively in this league, it's really still hard to stop anyone from scoring. So I know they say, you know, defense is 50% of the game, but I'd probably say it's 40% of the game in the NBA because as good of defense as you play, the guys who just make better shots. I mean, you can't stop LeBron. Yeah, you're not going to stop LeBron or Luka. Like, you, what would it, what do you do there? Um, but in general, Paul George is a great defender, but yeah, I think you're right. We labeled him like I labeled him. I used to say, man, Paul George is better than James Harden. He plays defense. Well, no, he's not better than James Harden. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's not guy, even close. No, it's not even close. Performances. Yeah. I like mean, the, the guy is single handedly kept it. You have to remember the Clipper, the, the Mavericks lost Porzingis in game one, lost Luca in game three at the end and lost didn't have Porzingis all of game four and it's a two, two series Mm -hmm. because Paul George has not done anything productive for the Clippers. Yeah. I, if it would be a sweep if Paul George had lived up to Paul George's potential of how he should play. Maybe it could be like a five game series, kind of like the Lakers. Sure. Yeah. But, But I mean, in general, like this, this would not be, we would not be talking about a look. I think it's 75% of teams who win game Spot, game five of a 2-2 series go on to win the series. So I'm not saying it's a must-win, but in general, like we wouldn't be in a must-win situation. If, if You, you got to look yourself in the mirror if you're Paul George and say, hey, we wouldn't be in a must-win situation if I played better. Yeah, I, but I just wish that Porzingis was playing. It would make today so much more exciting. Oh, it'd make it so much more fun, especially Porzingis. Man, man's a badass. He'll fight anyone too. I, I do want to say Paul George, though. I, I mean... We this is really bad. It's been I I think the whole we've seen this before though. You talk about the Instagram comments being disabled and whatnot. I think it's really odd that the guy, you know, he's the same dude that told Damian Lillard like that was just a bad shot. Like that's the pussiest answer <laughs> you could have to a guy hitting a 40 foot game winner on you. Like that's just a soft ass answer. Like what was a bad shot? He's probably thought about saying the same thing about Luca. He shot the other day. The guy just like, he thinks he's breeding off confidence when he says these things like that doesn't matter. I'm just doing my job. But it breeds off insecurity. Yeah. Insecurity that like, man, you can't even handle the fact that somebody beat you or somebody's out playing you. That first time of Dame, he said it. I was like, this guy, you can't just say it's a bad shot when somebody hits a game-winning shot on you and, you know, you were supposed to be this big deal of a signing with OKC. Like, I just think we've seen this before from Paul George, and I think he's a great basketball player. I just don't know if he really is a number two on a championship team. I'm not overreacting because if this was the first time we saw this out of the guy, I'd be like, it's okay. It happens yeah. in a bad series. We've seen it multiple times. Yeah, I, I think today. I do think today he comes back and has a huge game. I thought that the last three games. So, because he's bound to, right? It, yeah. He's going to lose the series if he just has no good games. Well, I mean, how fun would that be if they actually lost the series and we get more Luka Doncic in the playoffs, who's everyone's favorite? Like, he's. I feel like everyone has adopted him as their favorite player. <laughs> Yeah, because he's exciting to watch. He really is. And I think, you know, 
people will put the race thing into it too because he's a white guy in the NBA and that makes it he's like unique, right? But it's also just the way he plays. He literally is probably a more efficient version of James Harden. And people love watching James Harden for the most part, right? But the people that don't, don't like him because of his like lack of efficiency and doesn't move around a lot. Right. That's the one element that Luca has where he cuts off the ball a little more. Maybe that's yeah. coaching. Maybe it's the team he plays for. It could right? be but- coaching. It's 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 the fact like okay for someone who doesn't like watching James Harden and likes watching Luka Doncic, I can explain it exactly. I feel like when James Harden doesn't have the ball, there's not going to be anything that James Harden does. When Luca doesn't have the ball, I feel like he's still engaged in the play. Yeah. I mean, I, I that's know. how I feel. Yeah, that, if, yeah. I was gonna say that. That's probably more of a feeling thing. But like in general, if you look at almost any scoring superstar right now in the NBA, most of them do nothing when they don't have the ball. I mean, like Donovan Mitchell is not doing much more than Luka Doncic, and not doing. They're not doing much more than James Harden when they're off the ball. I mean, that's just the reality. Unless you're on like the Spurs and you. Like I said, it could be coaching. Like Rick Carlisle makes people move around a little coach, more. Yeah. But I, at the end of the day, him and James Harden play pretty similar. But you know what? We've already seen kind of more clutchness than it from a guy like Luka Doncic. And we've already seen him almost perform better in the playoffs. We uh, have. In the, in the sense of like hitting a monumental shot. And so I think it was pretty awesome. I actually think they're going to win this series. I know it sounds wow. weird. I've been a huge doubter of the Clippers from the beginning of the playoffs not this season i thought the going into the season i think they were the second best team i just think and i we talked about this two podcasts ago and i said the clippers are the team to worry about and i i think the reason i thought the bucks a little bit too but the bucks have i think figured it out the clippers just had so much going on with like in and out of the bubble, the drama with Damian Lillard, Patrick Beverly in and out not playing, Montrezl Harrell hasn't played in 4 months. Lou Williams goes to a strip club. They just didn't seem like they were all on the same page in my eyes. To me, and- they feel like they this is a team that just met each other on the pickup basketball court and it's a good really good players together, but now they're playing against teams. Like I literally feel like yeah. they just met each other. Yeah, and, and it's weird because I, I would say it's because of like Kawhi and his personality, but for some reason that Kawhi team last year in Toronto felt very like... I'll tell you why. I, I've been thinking about this a lot. And the difference here between the Kawhi Leonard team in Toronto last year and the Kawhi Leonard team this year in Los Angeles is that Kawhi Leonard, as great of a player as he is, he's not really a vocal leader, right? You need someone else on that like court. Kyle Lowry. Like Kyle Lowry, exactly where I was going, who's going to be a vocal leader, who's going to, you know, talk it up in the huddle, who's going to be, you know, really engaging with his teammates. Kawhi Leonard's a mega talent. He might be the best postseason player in the NBA right now. But he just doesn't have that, like, he's not going to be the one who comes up to Paul George and tell Paul George to wake the fuck up. Yeah, well, do you think maybe we uh, are missing, the missing of Patrick Beverly is maybe that key? Maybe, but is he good enough to be that key? Like, it's he's a good player, but, like, at least Kyle Lowry is the second best player on, on the team, right? And the veteran leadership. Like, Pat Beverly is great, but he's just like a, you know, he's loud. Yeah, no, I agree with that. That's why I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. It's not Paul George. In the, in the middle of Paul George is not a vocal leader. We've never seen that from him. I know that's what I, I'm saying. I think with Kyle, Kyle Lowry was probably 
in that series in the finals last year was the second best player, but like Pascal Siaka might have even been the second best player on the Raptors right, last right. year. And I think you don't need your vocal leader to be your second best player, but I just don't think the Clippers have a vocal leader. And I think if it's anybody, it's Patrick Beverly who's not playing. And I don't know how many people take it that seriously that he's the vocal leader, if you know what I mean. I, like, <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. Like, all right, this Kyle guy. Lowry's good enough. Even if he wasn't the second or third best player, he's like good enough. And I think people in the NBA respect mm-hmm. Kyle Lowry a lot, right? Like other players. Right, right. I think a lot of people, if you've noticed... Patrick Beverly is the vocal leader for the Clippers, but there's a lot of people on other teams that don't really like Patrick Beverly or don't respect the fact that he talks so much. They're like, who the fuck are you? You're not that good, right? Even like you look at a, like a Russell Westbrook will be like, this guy's fooling you guys. He's not that good. It's like, maybe he's probably right. Yeah. So (laughs) I mean, I I think the Clippers lose. I do. I think in seven. I know that sounds wild, but, and it sucks. If if Porzingis plays game six, seven, I think that's going to happen. But like, they can't, Luca can't do it by himself the rest of the series, though. If he does, Luca is just something else, right? <laughs> Let's yeah. say they do it by if Luca does it by himself, wins tonight and wins the next game. Like Luca just entered like holy shit mode. Like it would be something we haven't seen before. Right. By the way, that shot is going to be what like is one of those shots we're going to remember for the rest of our lives. Like I can only name a couple buzzer beaters in my life. That and I'm not going to say Jordan over Elo because I wasn't around watching basketball. But here, are, there's some buzzer beaters. I'm talking about literally at the buzzer. The ball goes in like as the game ends. And the only ones that really resonate in my mind are LeBron over the Orlando Magic when he was in Cleveland. You remember that that one, the three point from the top of the key. For some reason, the Brandon Roy one where he was like 40 feet from the basket. I think it was against San Antonio or Dallas. It was against Dallas. I think it was Dallas. Yeah. yeah. And now the LeBron against Toronto where he goes down the court and makes the bank shot at the buzzer. Uh, Michael Jordan against the Jazz in 1997 game one at the buzzer to win the game. And this one. Those are the five. You're missing like the like the one last year. Kawhi Leonard. That's probably the coolest. Oh, yeah. I forget. Time. You know why I forget that one sometimes? Because it bounced on the rim like seven times. But yeah, right. And that one. There we go. That might be the coolest out of them all if you think about it that was a game seven at home your first year with the team they ended up winning the championship you caught the ball inbound dribble all the way to a corner fade away bounce on the rim two three times goes in your team goes on to win the nba championship True. in toronto and canada yep. for the first time and that, then you leave the team yep so yeah seven there's seven buzzer beaters in my life then that just resonate differently with me and those are that's one of them you know which one I think of a lot is Kobe Bryant against Phoenix. But there's point three, yeah. But there's point three left on the clock. Mm, I don't think there was. I think there was, but I might be wrong. If so, yeah, I, I remember that one. But for some reason, I remember being point three on the clock, and they then they missed a shot. Right, like didn't even get a shot off, basically. So, oh, we 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 got it up. Let's see. Or was it to go to overtime? Oh, not this one. Oh, and there's the Derek Fisher one. Remember the Derek Fisher one? This one. Buzzer, see? Oh, buzzer. Okay, it was buzzer. Yeah, for some reason, I thought it was with .3 left on the clock. That's another one. Yep. 
Everyone knows that pose too. Yeah, no, and then the Derek Fisher one against the San Antonio Spurs to win Game Seven at the end of the series, and they had to. They're like point three on the clock. The clock There's started. More, there. dude. There's so many more. Robert Ori against the Kings. Oh, right that's now. a good one too. But like, I get your point. We're talking about the superstars, also. Yeah, I'm talking about let's superstars. For, let's forget about like if fucking yeah, cool. If Jordan Clarkson hits a game winner for the Jazz this year, that's not going to be that remembered. I'm not going to remember. Oh man, Jordan Clark. Tell my grandkids about Jordan Clarkson. Clarkson's game winner. Um. The next best series to talk about probably is Rockets Thunder because it's yeah. two. Um, yeah. And we kind of touched on the Jazz. Do you want to finish off touching on the Jazz? I'm really yeah. disappointed in the Nuggets. A little bit I disappointed had, in Nuggets. And we can I leave thought. all these rest of the series for tomorrow's podcast before the game start if, 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 if you want to. And uh, kind of go through the Eastern Conference as well so with the previews for those series. Yeah. Uh... Well, the only reason I wanted to mention the Jazz Nuggets because it's today and it might it's be over today. if the Jazz win. What do you? Yeah, let's mention that one. We'll keep the Rockets Thunder for tomorrow. Okay, we'll keep Rockets Thunder for tomorrow, and then uh, we can just uh, quickly talk about the bad series before we get off today. Because I'd like to mention. Cool. Well, we'll talk about them later. We, tomorrow we'll talk about Boston and in Toronto as well because they're coming yep. up Thursday, I think. And then Bucks um, and um, Heat Thursday as well. It was that Friday? Over, so we don't know. The, the Bucks, the Bucks and the Magic play tomorrow. Oh yeah, that's right. It's three, it's three, uh, two now. Three one. Like if the Bucks win, the, three one. Three one. That's right. For some reason, so, like, I thought the Magic you had to win. You push it back another two days. I'm not yep. a big fan, though. By the way, that they are starting the Boston Toronto series in the midst of the first round. No, I, I know, but that, that that's kind of what I was telling you. They're trying to speed it up. <laughs> No, I understand, but like I'm too engulfed right now, trying to watch the <laughs> end of these series. I don't want a new series to kind of just like, okay, we have a game six here and a game one here. I don't like that. No, I understand what you mean, man. It's hard to keep track. Yeah, I don't like it. Um, okay, we'll talk about this though. I am very disappointed in the Nuggets. Like after game one, you're like, okay, this team's dominating, right? Like this is a dominant type of team. This is what exactly what you wish for. Um, in a team like this, but then it's just like they kind of just been laying eggs and letting Donovan Mitchell go off. Um, Jamal you know, Murray's been going off too, so which makes like it's like how how are you losing the series with Jamal Murray playing so well, putting up fifty point games, and you know two defensive teams. I feel like teams that are pretty good on defense that are letting guys put up fifty, and I think it goes to your point that. Doesn't matter if you're good on defense anymore in the NBA. People are going to score points. Yeah, like I said, I I don't think in the NBA defense is fifty percent of a game. I think it's forty percent of a game. Yeah, unless I think the biggest key is having a guy like Gobert mm-hmm. that can guard the like stop people from driving. But like perimeter defense, I mean, I'm sorry, like we've talked about this all the time. But Andre Iguodala won a Finals MVP for holding LeBron to 36, 12, and nine. Right. Yeah. So it's like. That was considered a good job. Yeah, and so, I, I, just, I do want to say about the Donovan Mitchell thing, and I was completely wrong about this, was after game one, he scored, what, 57, 59 in game one? Yeah, and you quote-unquote said he can't be a number one. That's not – I still believe that. But my, what, I, what I'm saying is I after that game, I said, wow, Donovan Mitchell scored 57 points and the, and the Utah Jazz lost in overtime. Series over. Like it, that's kind of how it felt, right? Like the guy put up fifty-seven and they still lost. Like, what does he have to do to win the series? But I was wrong. 
Well, their third best player, Mike Conley, was not there. Um, he's obviously made some fucking crazy difference, right? He has. He's been playing way better than he did in the regular season. Yeah, it was just kind of weird because he kind of had a slump all year. Um, and he was a, I think because it's Utah, it's not like a major acquisition. But like if that was the Clippers or the Lakers that got Mike Conley, it would have been a way bigger deal, right? Like, oh, I know. Conley, That's so, true. That's so I mean, true. Yeah, think about it. Imagine if Mike Conley got traded to the Bucks. People would be like, holy shit, you have Giannis and Mike Conley now. Mike Conley multiple times to the Western Conference Finals with the with the uh like with the Grizzlies. He's been like underrated his whole career. He came in out of the bubble, what six for six from three the first game and then last right. game at twenty nine points in this win. He's kind of looks like Mike Conley again, right? And I think that's been so much bigger than we've realized for this team. And man, the Jazz are rolling and they look good. And I think it is funny, you know. I know what you mean. After game one, you say like, man, if your best player is putting up 50-something and you can't win, that's a bad sign. Probably and, a bad sign. You know, that's when you knew like the the Cavs were losing to the Warriors, when LeBron put up 51 in game one of the NBA Finals. And <laughs> maybe a top three finals performance of all time. It was probably either one or two. It, was it would have been number one for sure if they won. Yeah. And they lost. And you're like, mm, they're losing this series. For sure. Like, you lose game one on the road while you put up 51 points. Like, exactly. how hard would it be to actually win? And that's kind of what you thought about with Donovan Mitchell. Like, okay, put up 50, and they lost. Like, yeah, they have no chance in this series. And then they just came back storming and have been winning games. Gobert looks good. Mitchell looks good. Conley looks good. Jordan Clarkson's been good off the bench. I do want to mention, too, You, I think you tweeted this out for us, which was, Conley's not Conley. Mitchell's the only the third player to have fifty points twice in a series. Yep, that's Jordan Iverson and Mitchell. Right. I think he might be underrated for a while being in Utah, but this guy's an all-time talent. Yeah, he he can score the ball better than a lot of guys in this league, and he's gonna be he's he's gonna end up being a Hall of Famer. Although you say he can't be a number one. Do you mean that in the sense of like an Allen Iverson? Or like you're probably not going to win a championship if you're just like... Yeah, that's what I mean. Dude, I but think... You are like, a number one then. Yeah, you're a number one, but you're not like going to win. I mean, you'll never be the number one on a championship team. I don't think we'll ever see him be the best player on a team and hold a trophy. And that doesn't mean anything, really. Charles Barkley was a number one. He never held the trophy as a championship team. Carl Malone was a number one. Never held. It doesn't mean much. It really doesn't. There's like five guys that hold the trophy. I think he's. I think he's Dwayne Wade. Okay. I, people, like, I I really think he'll win a championship in a random year. I think he kind of has that Dirk, that Dwayne Wade. Okay. I think he'll just have a good. Se I could be wrong, but I hold, just have a feeling. Over hold on. Jokic, hold on before you keep going, because I had a th thought about this the other day, and I want to take your opinion on it. I have a like weird feeling that you might be right here because I think the NBA might turn around a little bit. My whole life, the NBA has been dynasty, 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 dynasty. I think we could be coming into some parody, 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 parody like the NFL, which the NFL has parody as much as the Patriots won six Super Bowls. The Giants won a few there, the Seahawks, the Broncos, the um, 
the Ravens. Uh, so in general, I think you might be right. We might start getting into a rhythm here where the NBA has some parity. And so someone like Donovan Mitchell might win a championship because a lot of people might win championships instead of having like, oh, the Bulls won six in eight years. Yeah, and I think the reason we're going to have that too is just because there's too much young talent in the league. Yeah. Um, you look at guys like Luka, you look at guys like Donovan Mitchell, you look at Jokic, Giannis, Zion, just... George just muted me. And then, uh, thanks for the mute. That's 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 what that's what a big brother does. He just mutes you out of nowhere. He was trying to blow his... Uh, George has a little bit of an ear problem right now, for those that want to know. He keeps muting himself and trying to blow out his ear. He has a plugged ear. It's actually one of the worst feelings in the world. It feels like he got vertigo going on. Yeah, man. No, no, but you know, no, no, that's not what I was doing. I just wanted to mute you. I was tired of listening to my brother talk. No, he was trying to pop his ear. If you're on camera, everyone can, if you're on camera one or watching on YouTube, you can see it literally. No, I know. Um, But there's just so much talent in the league. And I think, you know, but I don't see any of these guys being LeBron or being Curry or like, yeah, you know, I don't either. Even, even Curry, Curry never did it by himself. No, no, right? no one so did like, it by, What I mean is like being the guy on a championship team no, three, four times. Okay, but hear me out. Yeah, yeah. But Curry's a little bit different because I'm talking about like the dominance, like the Spurs, I feel like we're a little different. Curry's different because of the Kevin Durant situation because you can also mm-hmm. say Kevin Durant. So right. it's like kind of a confusing situation. The point is, I also don't think these young guys are as interested in doing what Durant did in right. doing what LeBron did. It's kind of weird how much I feel like these young guys love their city and their team. Well, like, you know what? We're going to find out if you're right with Giannis. That's how I feel. Yeah. And but and I guess to that point also, I just don't see any of these guys. I don't see Giannis as a guy that can like get a team to, for some reason, you can tell from early on LeBron could, right? I just don't see him as a guy that's like, yeah, I'm taking my team to the finals five straight years. Right, right. And I think Giannis is going to win. I, I've, I've said I think it's going to be like the Spurs and he wins multiple championships. But I think they're going to all be spread out. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know yet. I still – because there's so many guys right now in the league. Like, Luka's going to win some. Yeah. Luka's I'm better than Giannis. I really do. I don't think Luca is better than Giannis yet, but I think Luca. If you were asking me who I'm starting my franchise with, Luca will be better than Giannis. There's a five year gap there, and I think Luca will be better. By, if you tell me by next year, yeah, I could see that. I just think he. I just already trust him more in a playoff game. It's probably the ability to shoot, and that's where my biggest struggle is right now. Even with a team that I love, like the Lakers, like I get worried about what if LeBron needs to hit three straight threes to get him back in the game. It's probably not happening. But Luca can do it. It's a weird thing in the NBA right now, though. No, it really is. But, yeah, man, great games tonight. Any predictions for tonight? Yeah, I think the Jazz just finish off the Nuggets. I think they're just a better team right now. Just finish them off? Yep, and I'm going to go with the Clippers winning tonight. But I think Luca and Porzingis can win two straight if Porzingis comes back. All right. I'm going opposite with Ben Yu on both of them. uh, I'm going with the uh, – I'm going Mavs tonight to win. I'm with you, man. They're going to they're gonna win this series because I think that the Clippers are one of the most cursed franchises in all sports. 
and he had these big signings and he did all this and they're going to lose in the first round and it's going to be like, oh my God, what did we do? We only signed Kawhi and Paul George for two years and oh my, it's going to be, and it's going to be a complete mess. You did think I was wild for talking about how much I thought the Clippers had issues. I did. I did. And I kind of see what I mean now a little bit. I didn't mean that they're not talented or good, but I just thought they're a little more beatable than most people did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I like I say, man. I, I, I can, I can admit when I'm wrong. I just, it doesn't mean. Hey, they could win. Rarely. Yeah. Rarely wrong or rarely admit. Rarely admit. Oh, okay, I thought rarely wrong. I think it's rarely wrong, man. But uh, the point is, I think the Clippers. They could still win the championship. We could be completely wrong. They might win the next two games and go on to win the championship and. Saying this. Yeah, but I have a feeling that the, that they're going to lose it this, and I and I have a feeling the Denver Nuggets are going to win the next two games and force a game seven. I would hope so because I love that series. Me too. Really, do. um, really quick, by the way, uh, I did want to mention because Toronto and Boston come up next. We'll talk about this tomorrow. Uh, I do want to just say though that the Raptors have Nick Nurse is obviously the best coach in the NBA. Other than yeah. maybe Popovich. I won't say he's better than Popovich yet. But like right now. He might be better than Popovich today. Yeah, right now. But he's not the best coach in the NBA for that reason. Right. You can't pass Popovich. Um, yeah. But we'll talk about this. Where do you put Alvin Gentry on the best coaches in the NBA list? Poor guy. He didn't need to be fired, personally. No, I don't think so either. Or how about Brett Brown? Brett Brown or, or uh, Nick Nurse? For what? Best coaches? Yeah, I'm kidding. Uh, By the way... Actually, those those are two firings that we should mention. Is- yeah, I do want to mention one thing. There's the, Mike D'Antoni, if the Rockets lose this series, I think is gone. And there's two places I'd really be interested in seeing him coach. And you can probably guess where they're. There's these two teams I just mentioned. The Pelicans, because yeah, I think... have openings? Yeah, with Pelicans, because I think he can make Lonzo Ball really interesting. And I know he needs a shooting point guard, but Ben Simmons... Uh, running the uh, Mike D'Antoni offense could be fascinating. Or tell him to fucking shoot. Yeah. Make him learn. Make him learn. But I'm just saying it'd be fascinating to watch. Yeah. Um, he also could. I know the Bulls have an opening. Uh, don't they still have the opening? They do. Yeah. And then I think Mike D'Antoni on a team like the Bulls with a big like Laurie Markinen who can shoot. Zach Levine who can shoot. Uh, Colby White. Uh, Wendell Carter is like a I, big only if he grows back his mustache because then you look like a Chicago guy like Mike D'Antoni. He does Mark- have his mustache. I think it's just like you know, like our fathers. It's like it's like very short. Well, he need no. He needs to make a long mustache and look like a Chicago like mob guy and be the coach. Don't, don't you then feel I'm, like he'd be good there? Yeah, yeah. Like, for some, they, they, I just feel they, like they wouldn't win a championship, you, but they just like they'd win a lot of games. Yeah, and be they'd be highly entertaining. That's what I think. So I say for I say bulls. We'll see. All right. Um, we'll be back tomorrow for episode. Today was six thirty three, George. Tomorrow we'll be back for six thirty four. For those that don't know, our new schedule every single day. Well, that's a lie. Tuesday through Friday. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It'll be live here on Periscope. It'll be on YouTube. In it'll be uploaded on YouTube after actually. Be uploaded on YouTube after. It'll be uploaded on wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, but we're doing every day. Come find us live on Periscope at 11 Pacific time ish. Uh, sometimes it might be 10 minutes later. Sometimes 10 minutes early. 
but around 11 a.m., which is 2 p.m. Uh, Eastern time, Tuesday through Friday. We're going to be doing daily sports stuff. There'll be days where we might be doing some pop culture stuff, maybe some evergreen content, some interesting news stories if there's not much sports. Once in a while, if we want to talk about something new, we might hop on one of my podcasts, the Stuff That Matters podcast, or hop on George's podcast, the Just Talk podcast, and talk some other stuff. But for today, and probably this next couple of weeks, because there's so much sports going on, we'll be chatting up about NBA playoffs, NFL stuff coming up. We'll throw in some Seattle pods. So find us every day at 11 a.m. on Periscope, roughly. Turn on your notifications or just you know check it 10.55 and then check it 11.05. We'll be live. Um, and you can also and we might have after. a surprise for you starting next week. We'll see. I don't know what the surprise is, but I might be doing this pod from a different location. Oh, I was like, well, I don't know what the surprise would be, but um, so please tune in. We appreciate you guys. It's brought to you by thesportsontap.com. You can also find our social media at thesportsontap on all platforms, and for the podcast at Pod That on Twitter and Instagram. Um, and just go find the That Being Said podcast with the George Rua brothers anywhere you listen to podcasts. For those that don't know, we are brothers. I'm the younger brother, Sammy. We got George, my older brother. We do this because we want to be the best podcasting brothers, not just in sports, but in general. It's going to be your favorite brother podcast. So give us some cool stories. If you're listening right now, just think of some cool sibling stories, sports stories. Let us know what they are. We'll, we'll read out your cool stories. Yeah, so leave, it, leave it as a review on iTunes and we'll read it live on the show five stars five stars always and, and my my ear did open up a little bit for all those concerned well, there was a deep concern in the i know so i'm glad i am glad it is opened um episode 633 it's brought to you by the sports on tap um george what's that man this is sports on tap and this is sports radio redefined thank you all for listening uh we'll be back tomorrow Peace.